Hello, Facebook friends, YouTube friends, iTunes friends. Hello, hello, friends. It is so good to be on with you. I hope I am on with you. Whoa, babies, I have had like eight days of tech troubles. I mean, like a lot of tech troubles, and it's been very, very maddening. <laughs> so, um, I am coming through Zoom because that's the only way that I can record this so that I can put it all my places. And I am trying to watch it on my iPad because I can't see comments and see if people are on and so forth. So um, I am hoping that I am on here um, on live. It looks like I am. So I'm hoping that's the case. So welcome. Sorry for those interruptions. Um, this is take two of Think, Feel, Eat, broadcast number five. Tonight we are going to re-dig in, because the last recording did not work, we're going to re-dig into brain hacks versus thought work. Now, um, I will tell you right up front that I have uh, a great little handout for you. So you can get this at um, the link that is provided in the Facebook group. It will be provided with the outline, uh, whether you are at iTunes or YouTube, and it's provided at donnareach.com forward slash freebies. And it looks like this, and it's just really a great little uh, handout that delineates uh, what their commonalities are with brain hacks and thought work, what are the differences between the two, and what are some ideas for both. And I think that this would be a nice addition to your Think, Feel, Eat journal that I hope you are starting with all of our downloads and all of our freebies and all of the um, things that we're providing for you here on Thursday nights in the Facebook group and also at DonnaRish.com. So thank you for joining me again. If this is your second uh, chance at this, um, I am looking over here on Facebook at the same time as I'm looking here on Zoom. So if you are on Facebook, if you could just comment, uh, I can hear you, I can see you, we're all good. Uh, because I redid Tuesday night's um, Weight Loss Lifestyle, broadcast number 61, Willpower Part 2, all, for 45 minutes, only to discover that there was no sound. And since I was coming through YouTube at the time, I couldn't see anybody commenting that uh, there was no sound. So um, if you could just comment on there, I will watch for your comment. Otherwise, I am going to keep going and acting like everything works, right? <laughs> I'm thinking good thoughts about this episode. So uh, I've been wanting to talk about brain hacks versus thought work for some time because um, those of you who've taken the intermittent fasting course, the month-long course that I teach, um, we talk a lot about brain hacks in there. And it's a short course, it's only one month long, so I don't go a lot into thought work there like I do on Thursday nights here and like I do with my private coaching clients, but um, we do a lot of brain hacks there. And so with that then, you know, people are wondering, well, you know, what, how does this brain hack compare to the thought work that you're teaching on Thoughts Thursday, Think, Feel, Eat, uh, on that broadcast and so forth. So first of all, let's just define hacks. We see hacks on the socials all the time. I am like a sucker for hacks. I'm the one who goes in all the time to, um, uh, to different hacks videos. And it might say, you know, you know, 10 kitchen hacks you can't live without. 
or it might say, um, setting my timer cube here, or it might say, um, the white one's here, or it might say, um, uh, you know, five kitchen hacks you never knew, or 10 office hacks to make your life better. And then I'm like clicking on those videos like some people do, like tabloid kind of stuff. And I'm just like, oh, hacks. You know, most of you know that I am an efficiency expert wannabe. I wanted to be an efficiency expert ever since I was in high school and saw the original black and white cheaper by the dozen movie, believe it or not. And the dad was such an efficiency expert. And I wanted to, even though he was like kind of a, a little bit of a butt, I wanted to be an efficiency expert because I loved how he thought. I loved how he got so much accomplished and so forth. So brain hacks are similar to those type of hacks in that they are ways that we are going to sort short circuit, that we're going to bypass, that we are going to make something simpler than what it is without the hack. So I just saw this, I just saved this actually, I just saw this one about kitchen and you just took the tine of the fork up through the shrimp and the entire shell came off in one fell swoop, right? So we are hacking our way to peeled shrimp, <laughs> right? One simple little hack. Well, brain hacks are similar in that they are going to be some quick, fast, easy, simple, effective ways that we can stop our brain in its tracks and do something simple to redirect it. Um, I love to listen to this gentleman named Jim Quick. Now, Jim Quick, first of all, you know that I'm the biphonic woman and language lady, and I'm crazy about spelling and so forth, and his last name is quick, it really is, <laughs> and it's spelled K-W-I-K, and I love his name so much because his podcast, his video cast are called um, The Quick Brain. K-W-I-K, get the play on words, you know how much I love words, you know how much I love um, vocabulary and so forth. But he had a brain injury and now he has overcome that and he teaches all kinds of ways to learn faster, ways to learn better, ways to read better, ways to read faster, way to think better, just all kinds of things. And he's actually how I found one of my new people that I follow, um, Hoff of Tiny Habits. You've heard me talk a lot about my friend James on Atomic Habits. His, uh, this Hoff has written Tiny Habits. Super, super great. You, uh, Jim Quick had him on his podcast. So uh, Quick Brain, those are dealing with brain hacks for learning. So we can use brain hacks for anything, all right? So um, anything that redirects your brain from the thought or the pattern that it is in right now to something else could be considered a brain hack. Um, so thought work, however, also redirects your brain. But thought work is a little bit longer and a little bit more involved. Brain hacks are like instantaneous. And thought work, you have to work on for a while. I work on it 15 minutes a day. You have to work on it for a while in order to, for it to become second nature, in order to use it to redirect. Um, so first of all, the commonalities between brain hacks and thought work. Both are used to optimize brain function. They're both great. I'm not saying one is better than the other, although I think in the long term, um, thought work is going to help you with your brain hacks even more. Okay, so they're both used to optimize brain function. They're both used to interrupt negative thought processes. We're gonna see this as we go through here. We're gonna stop it and turn. We're gonna stop it and change our thoughts. Um, both utilize the fact that the brain is a muscle and that can make nerve cells stronger by using it. 
so much has come through brain research. And that's another reason why I love Jim Quick's materials, because he teaches about so many of the changes. Like we used to think that our brain was just set in stone and this is how it was. And now we have just found out number five here on the list that the brain has neuroplasticity. Neuro means brain, plasticity means plastic or moldable. So we have a moldable brain, right? A little language lady definition dissection trick for you there. So it can reshape and change as it is used and as it is needed. Um, I think it was Jim Quick who talked about this person who had 50% of her brain removed and she just was able to reshape her brain. It's just phenomenal. And just to, to, to compensate for the missing uh, part, it just blows me away what we can do with our brains, right? For, the, for our good and for our bad, right? So one of the things that I'm really dedicated to in this broadcast on Thursday nights live in Donna's weight loss lifestyle group and on the podcast and the YouTube channels is that I am dedicated to helping us see that we can change thoughts, that we can make thoughts work for us and help us out in all of our endeavors. All right, and both of these brain hacks and thought work Utilize the fact that the brain can run away with itself if not controlled. And we know that is true. We know that the brain can just run away with itself. It can just kind of go wild. And you know, my, I, I am a, I'm a big thinker, right? I think all the time. I love my brain. I love to think. I love to watch my brain. I love to create. Most of you already know this about me if you've listened to me very long. That's one reason why I've written the 100 books that I've written for students, language arts, second, well, really preschool through 12th grade now that my preschool ABC materials are out. But I have, one of the reasons why I've written those 50,000 pages, those 100 books, is because I needed some place for all of this to go, right? And so... Um, my brain can really, really run amok with me. I, can, I, I, can, I have ideas every single hour. And I have sections in my phone dedicated to different kinds of ideas. And so I have to just kind of rein it in, right? We have to rein in our brains. And we have to do this when it is telling us things that either are not true or things that are not helpful. And brain hacks can help us with, it's kind of like, um, I think of it as being like a friend who comes along to us. And suppose we are thinking worst case scenario, but we don't really know for sure what the outcome is gonna be. We don't really know what's happening, but yet what do we do? Immediately we go to negative thoughts. Oh no, woe is me, this is terrible. Everything's going wrong. And a friend who comes along and says, don't think like that. We can't think like that. We can't go there. You absolutely can't go there. You have to get control and think positively, right? We know from our, I think it was episode four. It's been so long since I had to redo this one. I think it was episode four where we talked about power positive thinking um, versus thought work. And um, we know from that 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 doesn't always work. But that is an example of a brain hack. Our friend is basically coming in for us and trying to redirect our brain when we can't do it ourselves. However, through brain hacks and through thought work, we can learn how to do it ourselves. We can learn how to manage our brains ourselves. Right, another really good example that applies to everybody, and this is especially true of a brain hack, is that of uh, coming into a dark room. So we come into our front door, and maybe the light's out, and maybe the light's broken or whatever, and we come into our, our 
into the door and somebody jumps out at us. And for three, five, 10, maybe even 15 seconds, we are just petrified, right? Our thoughts automatically go to killer, robber, assaulter, we're all gonna die, right? Our thoughts automatically go there when somebody jumps out at us in the dark. And we can't see what's going on so we have our our brain goes to the worst case scenario and our brain also goes to um perseverance not um, um uh, saving itself saving or saving us right our brain automatically goes to us and so if we weren't fearful that wouldn't be good right we needed to be fearful all these years of something that could harm us so our brain automatically goes to that now within five or ten or fifteen seconds we notice that the person running away is very short <laughs> It's a little person, right? We don't say elves, they're little people. So um, the person runs off and we're like, redirect, redirect, and we stop thinking that we're going to die. We stop thinking worst case scenario. And instead we think, that can't be a killer. That's, that's not a, an adult killer. That person's too short, that's my kid. Redirect, right? Our brain got a hold of itself use some of the evidence around us and rethought, right? And thought differently about it, okay? So these are some of the things that brain hacks can do for us. And also, as we'll see as we go through here, some of the things that thought work can do for us too. So first of all, the differences between the two. Brain hacks are usually quick hacks, right? They're usually something really fast. I teach a lot of brain hacks in the intermittent fasting course and they are and they're not extensive lessons on thought work like we do here on Thursday nights and like I do with my private clients because we have a limited time we just have you know four weeks to learn all the elements of beginning intermittent fasting and all the lessons and their daily lessons about it and but we but I uh, intertwine brain hacks with it because there are fast things that we can do to hijack our minds and our brains and even our hunger uh, during well as we're learning to intermittent fast so they're usually quick all right, whereas thought work can take a little bit longer, right? We have to work on it. That's why it's called thought work, right? It doesn't just automatically happen to us where we're just like, oh, I learned that I could rethink my thoughts. I learned I, thoughts are optional. I learned that I don't have to think the thoughts that I don't want to think, so I'm good, right? It's not that easy because it takes training to retrain our brain to think a different thought, right? And um, so anyway, that's what Thursdays are all about. All right, so brain hacks also, usually you can find one to work. Like you can just come up with one out of the blue quickly if you have a few in your, in your repertoire that I'm gonna teach you in just a little bit. And again, thought work takes more practice. Um, a brain hack may or may not stop a toddler brain. And I've taught about this a lot. Now, an adult brain says, I need to drink water, it's healthy, uh, it, it, you know, lubricates my system, it flushes out fat, it flushes out toxins, it hydrates me, it balances my electrolytes, water is so great. And so we make a plan to drink water. A toddler, however, you said you want water, you want Hawaiian punch, the toddler's like, punch, red, red dye, <laughs> sugar, you know, uh, the toddler doesn't choose the water usually. Right? So that is the difference between a toddler brain and an adult brain. A brain hack may or may not stop a toddler brain, right? If we are in the middle of, you know, thinking, 
I smell the brownies. I must have every corner piece. That's me, every corner piece. I must have every corner piece of that pan of brownies. A brain hack where we count backwards or we um, do deep breathing or something like that may or may not take care of that, right? It may not work. It may not be enough to overcome the toddler brain. Um, but thought work has more control over toddler brain. And I talked about this in the willpower one, how deciding ahead of time is a great way to overcome our willpower shortage. And with thought work, we are using the prefrontal cortex through practice, right? And so when we use the prefrontal cortex, we have more control over those toddler impulses. So thought work usually has more control on situations than like a brain hack might. Not the brain hacks aren't great because they are and I use them every day. All right, and then uh, brain hack can help in the moment, whereas thought work can help us forever. We can, once we learn how to use thought work and we learn how to think, like a person who manages our brain, we can do it, we can use it forever. And um, brain hacks are quite simply easier to implement when our thought work is in place. So our thought work then can help our brain hacks be more effective. All right, so, oh, it looks like I'm supposed to interrupt this outline to remind you that our new course starts on Monday. So be sure to join in the next couple of days. You save 20 to get 20% off of your course enrollment. All right, great, I'd love to see you in the March course. All right, so uh, brain hack ideas and thought work ideas. Here we go. Uh, one of the brain hack rules that I teach extensively in the course and that I used extensively to start intermittent fasting is Mel Robbins's five second rule. All right, uh, Mel Robbins's five second rule, that's the title of her book. And I have, when I got the hard copy from Amazon, I also discovered that she was, re she reads it on, on YouTube. This was a couple of years ago. So I assume it's still there with her reading it. Um, it, was, it was a really good, easy listen. So I think that you would get a lot out of it. It has a lot of stories, success stories about how the five second rule has been implemented. So um, with the five second rule, uh, she got it, the idea one night when she was depressed and I don't, I wouldn't call it clinical depression. I don't know her exact status, but she was depressed. I believe she was out of work and she was having trouble getting up in the mornings and she saw a rocket take off on the TV just watching the news or NASA or whatever. And um, she's five, four, three, two, one. She said, that's going to be what I do. I'm going to count down and blast off. And so then the next morning, rather than hitting snooze, she counted backwards, got right up. And then she started researching it and discovered that there is magic in the five second count. There's magic in going backwards. There's magic in the time uh, that it takes to redirect your brain. You don't often have a lot of time to redirect your brain before the evidence mounts of why you should just go ahead and do this thing that you don't want to do. Um, so she uses it for jobs, fitness, I mean, everything. Um, and she would say probably that it falls under thought work. Um, and I, there, the reason is because it is research-backed and she does have a lot of evidence and research for the, the number of seconds and all of that. But I put it under brain hack because it is quick and everybody can start using it immediately. So that's why it's under there. I think it would fall under both. All right, um, positive thinking. We talked about that in broadcast number four. And positive thinking can be detrimental if you don't believe it, right? So some people will say, well, let's hack our brains by saying, um, 
that I can do anything. I can, I can fast for 20 hours without any problems tomorrow, just starting out. It's no big deal whatsoever. But if we don't believe that, then the power of positive thinking can be detrimental. So, so for some people that works and for some people it does not, right? And it works better if thought work is in place where you have discovered what thoughts help you, what thoughts do not help you, what can you believe, what gives you the feeling that you need to act appropriate, accordingly, right? So the power of positive thinking sometimes will leave out that action, those action steps, whereas thought work helps us get thoughts that lead to better action. So uh, you may or may not, that may or may not be a fast brain hack for you. All right, three deep breaths, um, tapping with mantra. Oh, this is two different ones. I have a mistake here. Okay, three deep breaths. Sorry about that. Okay, so three deep breaths. Um, the three deep breaths is really popular. You can look it up as a way to get control of yourself. Um, I know some of my kids use it to help their toddlers and preschoolers calm down. Teachers use it as a way to get children, students to calm down. Um, and we can use it to calm ourselves down, right? And people will often say to us, just take deep breath, take a deep breath, you know? And so just really saying to yourself, okay, this urge, this desire to do something that I don't wanna do or to not do something I do wanna do is, is just taking over, taking over. And so I am going to three deep breaths in with the nose out with the mouth. Um, some say in with the nose and out with the nose also, but at least in with the nose and very, very deep, right? And again, we are hacking, right? We are stopping that thought in its tracks. We're diverting our thoughts to somewhere else. All right, the next one is tapping with a mantra. Now, uh, I hesitate to put this on here because I call it like tapping because I tap and count five, four, three, two, one. And I would, you know, tap five, four, three, two, one, fast five, however many hours I have left, left for fasting. I would go five, four, three, two, one, fast five. Five, four, and I would tap on my belly or I tap on my hip or my thigh. But I hesitate to put on here because there is an official tapping practice that psychologists and, and scientists teach called EFT. And that is not what this is. I'm not... Um, trying to teach that or to speak to that at all. I'm not against it or anything. I just don't know anything about it. So, so this is just a tapping again, just a physical act. Sometimes a good thing, sometimes with the counting, five, four, three, two, one, it helps to do a physical act as well. And I would do this, especially like walking away from the refrigerator when it was time, when I would, you know, it was time for, I was still fasting and I would open the refrigerator and I would shut it and I would just tap on my stomach, five, four, three, two, one, fast three. Five, four, three, two, one, walk away. Five, four, three, and I would use the five, four, three, two, one in conjunction with the tapping, in conjunction with the mantra or a time. And that helped me a lot, actually. My first uh, couple of months of fasting, it was invaluable to me. All right, um, we can also interrupt negative thoughts with pocket thought. Now, I give you pocket thoughts in the Facebook group a lot, uh, Donna's uh, Weight Loss Lifestyle group, and uh, the, the free group, and, um, I talk about how this is my pocket thought for the day. Do you have yours or do you want mine, right? And I share thoughts with you because I like to share. And I say, borrow mine, borrow mine, right? And the thing about pocket thoughts is that um, you have to believe them, right? And so a lot of times I will get my pocket thought during my 15 minutes of thought work that morning. And then I will put it on, I never put it on an index card or a sticky note, but you can do that. I always put it in my phone. 
And actually you can also, another way I use it is to put it into my reminders. So I have my reminders and I'll set this pocket thought up to, to, to come up as a reminder three times a day. Uh, so I just put it in three times and then I put a time, you know, 8 a.m., 2 p.m., 6 p.m. or whatever. Um, and so that is a really good way to do that, especially if you have an ongoing pocket thought. Like I've had, and I talked about this in the group too, I've had an ongoing pocket thought of every bite matters, right? As my husband and I try to lose our last 20 pounds, you know, we sometimes get where we're down to where we only need 15, to lose 15 pounds. Then we go on vacation or something like that. We go back up a little. So we've been like 15 to 20 pounds for quite a while. And so I have really, we're trying to, you know, really be nuanced and specific about our eating protocol during our eating window. And so I will often say every bite really does matter. And that'll be a pocket thought that I take with me because we have a tendency to think it doesn't, but it really all adds up, right? Okay, um, so gratitude is another one. Um, some people swear by the practice of writing down three things every morning that you're grateful for. And there has been a lot of research and there's a lot of information out there about the power of gratitude. And I was surprised at this at first because I thought it was just like a Christian practice or something. And here it's like everywhere, every religion, every faith, every denomination, and even, um, you know, people who are not believers of any kind of faith are using gratefulness. And, and you stop to think, how can good things not come from gratefulness, right? How can something good not happen in general when we are grateful? And so uh, whatever your practice is, writing it down, writing three things you're grateful for every morning, whatever that might be. All right, so then we're going to move on to switching locations, right? A lot of times um, people recommend get going outside. And this is really good during when you're trying to learn to fast, especially because you just sometimes need to get away from the food. So go take a drive, go take a walk. Uh, some people nap, you know, and these kind of things are you're changing your location to change your thought. Now that is kind of trying to override hunger, like during the first couple of weeks of intermittent fasting, but um, it's also really effective for other things like getting out of the kitchen, uh, when you're just, you're done eating your first meal and you just don't want to eat, you don't want to graze, it's good for that. It's also um, good just to clear your mind, right? I just need, I just told my husband a little bit ago, I've had a lot of kids, grandkids today, and babies, and um so it's just been a really, really full day today. And I told him right about an hour before this, whenever you're done teaching, I need for you to take over um, because I, I need to go think. I, I really, really have to think. And he was like, you didn't think today? And I was like, no, I didn't think today. <laughs> I need to think. I just need to think, right? So sometimes just switching locations. Deciding ahead of time, again, that is broadcast number 61. I talk about it on different ones, but broadcast 61, Willpower 2, and that will be live pretty soon. Um, I know it's being um, put up everywhere on Sunday already, and it'll be in your inbox if you're subscribed to DonnaReese.com. Um, do something easy to stay in self and to stay within self-integrity. This is a really cool hack, and it's not so much a hack in the moment, as much as it is something to build up. I love this idea so much. And I have a future Think, Feel, Eat broadcast coming out called um, "How, Why and How to Stay in Self-Integrity. And self-integrity means that we do what we do for ourselves 
what we say we're going to do. And we have a tendency to look at integrity as like, you know, I need to do this for this person. I need to do this for this for work. I need to do this for church. I need to do this for this group. I need to stay in integrity with all of these people that I've committed to. But a lot of times our integrity with ourselves goes by the wayside. And uh, the reason I love this hack is because it uh, really does align with all the research in the willpower book, atomic habits, tiny habits, James Quick, everywhere. It lines up um, um, even with um, the hungry brain for food changes. It lines up in that you take something that's small and easy that you know you can do, that you know, you know what, I might not be able to, you know, give up sugar for a week or whatever it might be. I might not be able to stay under 1500 calories or under 30 carbs or under 30 fat grams or, you know, not eat, um, you know, this favorite food. I might not be able to run. I might not be able to do these big things, but this is something I can do. So you choose something that you know you can do. You set a mini goal of that for however long, and then you just do that and you stay in self integrity, right? You stay in integrity with yourself. So it could be something as simple as maybe you uh, skip flossing a lot, or maybe you skip your nighttime routine about your face and your face cream and stuff like that. You know, those of us who are 56 and older, we don't, can't really skip that too well, can we? Um, but maybe you do. I know I did before I put, did this little exercise. I was skipping a lot. I was just tired, just want to go to bed, right? And so then you make your agreement with yourself of what it is that's easy, that you know you can stick with, and you do it. Guess what? Once you do something like that, then you can do something harder. Then you can do something harder. Then you can do something harder. It is an amazing hack that really, really does work and helps you build up your self-integrity for harder things. Journaling, um, I'm going to talk a lot about that next week. That's going to be um, episode number six in Think, Feel, Eat next Thursday night. That's in March already, like March 6th or something like that. And that is, I'm, I have a handout that you're going to get. Let's see if I can find it here to show it. It will come in your inbox, so be sure that you are... Um, signed up for DonnaReach.com. It'll also be at the blog eventually in DonnaReach.com forward slash freebies. And it'll have our thought drop area up here and then think, feel, thought, thought, feeling, actions. And I'm going to go over some of my thought work for February in broadcast number six. And you will have this to uh, print off and put in your own journal and do your own thought work. All right. So ongoing brain hacks. There are other brain hacks, things that, that, uh, researchers, have, researchers have found that really helps um, our brain a lot. Um, and they're not necessarily a hack that we just do to, to direct or redirect. They're ongoing. Real foods. I was really amazed in my study of all of um, uh, Stephen Guillenet's materials, or his book, as well as his YouTube videos, how much real food affects the brain. It affects your dopamine spikes. It affects how much you want to eat things that you, you know, shouldn't. And again, I talk about that, the dopamine spikes and all that in Willpower 2, episode 61 of Weight Loss Lifestyle. Okay, um, so there are a lot of those. Nature, sleep, exercise. Uh, one of the things that Jim Quick recently said on his broadcast was that exercise builds new nerve cells in brain better than anything. Right, we have a tendency to think about exercise, sweating, 
just doing horrible things to ourselves so that we lose weight. I have really given up exercise for weight loss. My exercise is totally based on self-integrity. It's totally based on building new nerve cells in my brain. It's totally based on toning and strength and muscle. It's number the, one of the number one things you can do to age well is to build muscle. It is totally based on building muscle now so that I can um, burn body fat better later on down the road. And it's no longer based on weight loss at all. It is completely based on all of the many, many benefits that it will give me. Very, very cool. All right, so let's go to thought work ideas. Again, we're not gonna spend a ton of time on these because that's what Thursday nights are all about, right? So uh, we can do our thought drops. Again, this worksheet that's gonna be, at, gonna be coming into your inbox. All right, so you will get this. And um, if you subscribe, you'll get it um, next Thursday afternoon. If, you, if you're subscribed later on, you're watching this later on, it'll be at donnareesh.com forward slash freebies. Um, think, feel, eat worksheets. That's what I just showed you. Uh, Brooke Castillo's self-coaching model. I've talked a lot about that, um, how I joined the Life Coach School and um, how amazingly helpful it has been in my thought journey. It's just been amazing. Uh, again, worksheets from DonnaReach.com. Ask your brain for an answer. I love this one because as much as a brain can be like an unruly toddler, as much as it can just run amok, as much as it can just cause all kinds of issues for us, it also has answers for us, right? If we will give it time, if we will manage it, if we will control it, constrain it, work on it, take good care of it <laughs> through sleep and exercise and healthy foods and thought work, it can actually help us. So one of the things that I love that Brooke Castillo teaches is to ask your brain for an answer. So I did this recently. I do cycling, protocol cycling, where I do one or two weeks of keto, one or two weeks of low fat, one or two weeks of keto, one or two weeks of low fat. It's been phenomenal. I'm going to be teaching it in the Tuesday night broadcasts, weight loss lifestyle. Um, I really, really, really love it. Um, and uh, one of the things that I keep wondering is exactly what do I need to get down to my goal and then to maintain it? Because you've heard me say oftentimes that, you know, what, whatever you're doing when you get there, if you don't go any lower, that's what you have to keep doing, right? Or that similar, similar amounts of food, similar types of food, that kind of thing. And so I heard Brooke talk about this much and I just thought, I'll just ask my brain. Brain, how many fat grams do I have to be at during my low fat week? And how many carb grams do I have to be at during my keto week? And my brain, being so well-managed some days, most days not, being so well-managed and being so wise, said, I don't know. <laughs> it said, why don't you experiment? Why don't you try it out? Why don't you record everything? Why don't you jot down every fat gram you eat? Why don't you jot down every carb you eat? Why don't you... Take a look at it and really, really ask yourself to do this hard thing to discover it. So that's what I've been doing. So it was a great answer, right? 
And otherwise, you can, I could have just said, I just wonder what it's going to be. I just don't know how to figure it out. I just don't know why I can't seem to get low enough. I just don't know what to do about this party or this family get together. Or I could just ask my brain and my brain will say, do these things, do all of these things. And then I'll do those things. Such a smart brain. All right, pocket thoughts. Again, I love, love, love the idea of pocket thoughts, but we're going to get those from our thought work. I'm going to teach you more about that in episode six next week. Visualize your future self, right? What are you going to do when you're at your goal weight and your goal size? What are you going to be? What kind of person will you be? We have a tendency to think that once we get there, we're going to be this. So we're going to be the size six. This is me. We're going to be size six. We're going to weigh 145. If we're going to be wear sleeveless clothes, we are going to look amazing. <laughs> we are going to stand on a stage and not worry if people see us from different angles. That's always like a big fear of mine. Um, and we're going to take pictures and we're not going to hide. And we're going to be in self be in self integrity all the time with our eating. What we say we're going to do, we're going to do. How we say we're going to move, we're going to move. And I think about all of those things. Not, but we don't realize that we don't just go from here to there and then we magically are that person. We become that person along the way and that makes us that person. And so this is in, where is this? Worksheets, oh, which worksheet is it? I think it might be, you have to go look at the freebies. Um, I know it's in the group. I know it's in the free Facebook group. Look up future self. All right, get rid of negative self thoughts. That is in episode three. The worksheet is with that. And really, thought and gratitude can also be a thought work as well as a brain hack. One of the things I like about gratitude as a thought work practice, listing the three in the morning, is that then those stay with me. So then throughout the day, I, I can just, I'll just say, I'm just so grateful for this. Thank you, Lord, for this, right? I'm so thankful for this, right? And those of us, those of you who are grandmas or aunties, you know what I mean? Those little ones, just so grateful for them all day long, right? And it just, they're just always in the forefront of my mind. So my gratefulness is, your gratefulness will always be in the forefront of your mind when you do um, the gratefulness work, the gratitude work. And uh, in general, thought work is any practice that uses the prefrontal cortex rather than the toddler brain. So it's going to use that decision-making, that wise, that drink the water, not the Hawaiian punch kind of brain. So essentially, if you are deciding anything ahead of time, like writing down your food, like I'm teaching in the Weight Loss Lifestyle broadcast, if you are doing anything where you decide ahead of time, you are using your prefrontal cortex rather than your toddler brain. And that is going to uh, the thought work that you can carry over with you all the time. It's also going to be a huge benefit to willpower, which is why I talked about it in willpower number 61. So there you have it. The differences between brain hacks and thought work. You also have um, the similarities to those. And you also have ways that we can just start now, right? Um, and when you get those uh, worksheets next Thursday, print some off for you, three hole punch them, put them in a binder, get ready to start managing your mind. And we're going to work on that in episode number six. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for joining me.